book of Habakkuk, and you might be saying that is not a book. It really is. It's in the Old Testament, right towards the middle of your Bible. It's a little small book, three chapters. But Habakkuk is a book written by a prophet named Habakkuk. We just like saying that name, right? Habakkuk. Uh, But Habakkuk was a prophet, but he was different. A lot of prophets spoke to the people from God. Uh, God would give the people a message. The prophet would go to the people and preach that message to them. Habakkuk, on the other hand, actually went to God for the people. And basically in chapter 1, Habakkuk said, God, you're not being fair. God, you're, you're not doing what I think you should be doing. And he said, you know, the, the city's in ruins. People are cheating one another. Uh, there's violence everywhere. You know, kind of like our culture today, right? And he was saying, Lord, how long are you going to let this go on? And so basically chapter 1 was wondering, why? Why are you allowing this to happen? Well, in chapter 2... <laughs> God actually gives, well, end of chapter 1, God gives Habakkuk a message. And he said, well, I'm about to act. I'm about to do something new, and you wouldn't even believe it if I told you. And said, so what I'm going to do is bring in your enemies, and they're going to destroy your city. Yay! Right? <laughs> and Habakkuk said, well, no, that, that's, that's, no, that's not what I wanted you to do. And God said, well, I'm, I'm going to punish you. I'm going to punish the people. I've been telling them forever to stop. And so then he said, it's going to happen at just the right time. And so it was years and years and years down the road when it actually happened. And so he waited. So chapter 2 of Habakkuk was waiting on God to answer. And so Habakkuk is kind of a sad book. He's saying, God, you're not being fair. And life's not fair. How many of you ever felt that way before? <laughs> Some of you might be there right now. You say, right, you know, right now life's just not fair. So we've been talking in this series about what to do when life's not fair. So we wonder, and then we wait, but in chapter 3 of Habakkuk, things start to change. So if you have your Bibles, if you want to open them and and find it, I've been talking so you can get there. Habakkuk chapter 3. If you have a smartphone with the YouVersion Bible app, uh, if you go into the the events tab, all the notes and the verses are all there as well. But we're going to back up to verse 28 of chapter 2, and it won't be on the screen. It starts in verse chapter 3. But so Habakkuk's been saying, God, I don't understand. God, you're not being fair. God, I don't like this. I don't like the way that you're acting. And the last line of chapter 2 says this. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. So Habakkuk's saying, you know what? I don't like this. I don't understand. And I'm waiting. But he says, you know what? But God is still on his throne. Now, how many of you have ever felt like that? God, I don't understand I don't know why you're doing this, but I know that you're still in charge. You ever been there? I, I don't like it. <laughs> I like the way things are going, but I trust in you. So then let's look in chapter 3. We're going to look at the first couple of verses. So this is the prayer of Habakkuk the prophet. Oh, and I'm not even going to pronounce the word there. You can try it. Um, basically, that's praise. He says, he's saying this. This is something that he's saying to God. He says, Lord, I've heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day. In our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. God came from Timon, the Holy One from Mount Paran. His glory covered the heavens and his praise filled the earth. His splendor was like the sunrise. Rays flashed from his hand where his power was hidden. Plague went before him. Pestilence followed his steps. 
They stood and shook the earth. He stood and shook the earth. He looked and he made the nations tremble. The ancient mountains crumbled and the age-old hills collapsed, but he marches on forever. So this was a praise that Habakkuk sang when he didn't understand what was happening. How many of you know we can actually, when life is going terrible, when the world is falling down, we can still praise God? And I know you're saying you're a preacher, you're supposed to say that. But this is something we can do, and this is what Habakkuk taught us. Even when I don't get it, when I'm waiting for God to answer, I can still praise Him. And so this is what he was doing. This was, and that word, that sh- sh- whatever that was, um, I can't, I don't do Greek uh, or Hebrew. Um, the actual word means like an up-tempo praise. Uh, he was praising God with everything that he had within him. And he said, I'm still going to praise you. So what do we do? What do we do when life's not fair? What do we do when we're wondering if God is going to act while we're waiting for him to act? What do we do? Well, what we do is we embrace God's timing. We have to embrace it. So first thing we're going to look at is we remember the goodness. We remember the goodness of God. While I'm waiting, while I don't understand, I remember that God is still good. And so what Habakkuk did here is he praised God for what he'd done in the past. He praised God for what he'd done in times past. And guys, you might be at a point right now where you're saying, my life is awful. My world is falling apart. Everything I thought I knew, I don't seem to know anymore. Remember what God's done in the past. Remember the times that God has come and answered prayer when you didn't think he could. Remember the times that God came through when you thought everything was was gone. Remember what God has done. We see David do this all the time in the Psalms. He says, I remember. And that's what Habakkuk said here. He said, God, do it again in our days. He was saying this. He's saying it in the midst of not knowing. There's a song that we've sang on Sunday mornings. We're going to play it at the end of service. Elevation Worship wrote a song. And it says this, I've seen you move. You've moved the mountains. And I believe that I'll see it again. I believe you'll do it again. That's just the time we say, God, you know what? I know that right now life doesn't seem fair. I know right now my health isn't good. I know right now my marriage isn't good. I know right now my finances are in shambles, but you are still good. I know you've done it before and you're the same God, so you can do it again. So in the midst of that, it doesn't matter what's going on in life. You can say, God, I remember that you're good and I know that you'll be good again. So he praised God for what he'd done in the past and he remembered the times when God did the impossible. There's a line in here in in Habakkuk chapter 3. He says, God came from Timon, the Holy One from Mount Paran. You may be saying, I have no idea what that means. Those are two of the places God took the Israelites when he delivered them from Egypt. Those are two places God took an entire nation when he delivered them from the most powerful nation in the world. What was he doing? God, I remember when you did what the world said was impossible. You took a million slaves out of the most powerful nation in the world and you left it in shambles. You delivered your people when no one else said you could. He remembered when God had done the impossible. He remembered. And we look back in the Bible, we see things where God delivered the Israelites from Egypt. We see he brought water from a rock while they were on that. He parted the Red Sea. He parted the Jordan River. 
He did those kind of things, and that's what he was remembering. So we need to look back and say, Lord, I remember, God, I remember when you healed me when nobody else thought you could. God, I remember when you took me out of all that stuff that I was in the middle of and you changed my life. I realize that I'm different than I used to be. I don't know about you guys. I love when I go back to my hometown and I see my friends because they're like, hey, what are you doing nowadays? Like, oh, I'm actually a pastor. And I say, you're what? (laughs) They remember who I used to be. They remember that stuff. And I say, look what God can do. Look what God can do in our lives. We remember those things. God provided food in the desert for the people when there was nothing around. God took a prophet and used a bird to bring him food. Guys, this is stuff that God has done. We look today and we can see the same things in our lives. When God saved us, when God provided, when there was nothing. When God brought us out of a hopeless situation. So, I don't know where you're at today. But when you're in the midst of something that seems hopeless, look back and remember what God did. While you're waiting, while it seems like knife's not fair, look back and say, God, I remember what you did. And then he reminded himself of the scope of God's power. That's what he was doing when he said, you shook the mountains. You changed things. His glory covered the heavens and his praise filled the earth. His splendor was like the sunrise. Rays flashed from his hand where his power was hidden. He shook the world. We remember what God can do. And so, guys, sometimes we can't see it, right? Sometimes we can't see that God is going to do something here, but we trust Him anyway. And that's what faith is. That's saying, God, I know (laughs) that you can do anything. I know that you can, you have the power to do this. And even though you're not doing it, I believe that you can. This is where faith is built, guys. We remember how big it is, how big God is. So we remember what God has done in the past, and then we need to embrace what God is doing. We embrace what God's doing. What does embrace mean? It means grab on, hug, hold on. We embrace. We say, even though I don't see it, and this is what Habakkuk did. He said, Lord, I know. (laughs) You said you're bringing the Babylonians. They're horrible people. You said you're going to invade our city. Yeah, that's not really what I was hoping. It's an answer, but it's not the answer I wanted. But I'm going to hold on anyway. So embracing, guys, is not enduring. Embracing is not simply saying, oh, get through it. You know, we love to do that, right? That's not what embracing is. Embracing what God is doing is not denial. It's declaring that God is still king and he can still do it. And so... How many of you have ever made it through something really difficult before? Let me see your hands. Look around. You've made it through. Yeah? It happens, right? We get there. How many of you are amidst, right now, how many of you are in something difficult? (laughs) Okay? You'll get through. You'll make it. So this is a shift in tone. It's it's saying that God is still on the throne and I'm going to submit to what you're doing. I'm going to submit to what you're doing. It's not just enduring, but embracing. And if you get anything else out of today, I hope it's this. Embracing is believing through adversity. Yeah. It's believing through the adversity. Even though I'm, I'm in the midst of a hardship right now, God, I still believe I'm going to hold on. I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to believe that you're going to bring me through this. It's believing in the midst. <laughs> and guys, Habakkuk is not one of these sitcom 
books. We read the end of the story in Habakkuk and, and God still hasn't come through. But we know that He does because we can read history. And so right now, you might be in the midst and saying, God, I don't understand. I'm really tempted right now just to walk away from all this. Hold on. God will come through. He will do it. So many people walk away from God in the midst of difficulties because they say, well, I could do this on my own. <laughs> no, you can't. It's totally different. We will have troubles in this life, I'm telling you now. But God will bring us through those things. Listen to what he says in verses 16 to 19 in chapter 3. He says this, I heard in my lips, or I heard in my heart pounded, my lips quivered at the sound. Decay crept into my bones and my legs trembled. Yet, yet, I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. Even though the fig tree doesn't bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls. So what's he saying? Even though this is hardship, even though right now we're struggling to feed our families, even though right now I know there's hard times coming or I'm in the midst of hardship, listen to what he says in verse 18. Yet I will, what's that word? Rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. He says, I will rejoice in the Lord even in the midst of all this. So embracing is believing through adversity. You know what Habakkuk's name means? It means wrestling, to wrestle with. His name actually means wrestle, to wrestle with God. So is it okay to tell God that you're frustrated? Absolutely. Is it okay to say, Lord, I don't understand what's happening? Absolutely. Read the book of Job. <laughs> Pretty much the entire book of Job is Job saying, I don't get it. I don't understand. So it's okay to wrestle with God in the midst of hardship, but we still believe. We still trust that He's on the throne. We still know that He is King, even though I don't understand. And here's the thing, guys. Embracing creates a resolve to keep going. Habakkuk said, even though right now there's no food, even though I'm in the midst of a, an incredible crisis, yet I will what? Rejoice. I will hold on. <laughs> I will trust. Leaving doesn't fix the situation. And guys, here's the thing. When people come into hardships, a lot of times they start saying, God, you're not fair. Life's not fair. And when God doesn't answer right away, what do they do? They walk away from a relationship with God. They just say, I'm done. Does that fix anything? No. No, all it does is bring more hardship on ourselves. So, and see, <laughs> our culture today is kind of a throwaway culture. You know, back in the day, what did people do when something broke? They fixed it, right? Yeah. Nowadays, we just throw it out and get a new one. Why do people not get married anymore? <laughs> because when the hardships come, they want to be able to walk out. We see this in our culture. It's, it's incredible right now. We live in a throwaway culture, and people treat their relationship with God the same way. I'll, I'll go to God in the hard times, but then when hard times come, I'll leave. If He doesn't do what I want, I leave. So embracing in the midst of hardship creates this resolve to keep on going. And so 
while we're waiting on God to answer, in the midst of hardship, instead of leaving, we embrace what God's doing. We remind ourselves what God can do. We remember. Then we embrace. We hold on to what God's doing. And then we grow. This is what hardships can do in our lives. We grow through that. We grow through that hardship. Going through these things help us get closer to the Lord than we could be without. And here's, here's the biggest thing of the whole thing, guys. We enjoy being with God when we're on the mountaintops, right? We love that time when everything is good and life is going great. We enjoy God on the mountaintops, but we really get to know Him in the valleys. When life is great, I love being a Christian, right? Man, I just got a new car. This is great. You know, my wife's the prettiest one in the room. This is awesome. You know, my kids are smarter than other people's kids. You know, my dog behaves better. <laughs> but then when calamity comes, that's when we really get to know God. When calamity comes and we walk through the valley with Him, that's when we really get to know who He is. That's when Christianity is real. And guys, your friends that don't know Christ, your family that don't know Christ, guess what they're watching? They're not watching you when life is good. They're watching you when life goes hard to see if this Christianity thing is real. And when we walk away in the hard times, what does that tell them? This is nothing. I love this quote from Craig Rochelle. He says, On the mountaintops, we praise Him for what He's done. In the valley, we praise Him for who He is. When we go through hardships, we can praise God for who He is and what we know He can do. So it's not just a, a fair weather thing. And we see this in our marriages, right? There are times it's really easy to be married. But in the hard times, that's when we love our spouse more, right? Because we get through it, we, we go through it together. This is how it works in our relationship with God. When we're going through the valley, when we're going through the hardships, that's when we get to love Him more. That's when we really get to know Him. And listen to what James said. James was the brother of Jesus, right? James chapter 1, he says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many, time, many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work, so you can be mature and complete, not lacking anything, needing nothing. So when our endurance, this is the New Living Translation on the screen. I love how it says this. It says that, let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So guys, God uses hardships in our lives. God uses these times when our world seems like it's falling apart because that's when we really grow in him. That's when we get perseverance in our faith. That's when we build this thing up. The times of wondering and waiting enable us to have an embracing faith. So, you see this faith that Habakkuk has? Let me read verse 18 again. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. Then listen to what he says in verse 19. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. The sovereign Lord is my strength. That is some faith right here, guys. This is him saying, I don't understand what's going on, but I'm going to trust him anyway because he gives me strength. And so here's the deal. I can't have this kind of faith without going through chapter 1 and chapter 2. 
I can't have this kind of faith without going through hardship sometimes. We can't have this kind of complete faith without the wondering and without the waiting. If we're going to have a solid faith in God that takes us through these things, we have to go through some hardships. They enable us to have that. And then lastly, the times of embracing make the good times better. So after the storm's over, after we go through these hardships and life gets better, because it will, life will get better. We go through seasons in our lives where life is great. We go through seasons where life is hard and we come back out. And so after I get through this valley, my faith is stronger and my relationship with God is stronger. And then I have a testimony. I can remember the next time I go through the valley. I can remember what God did when he brought me out. But not only that, I have a testimony to tell others what God can do, right? Listen to what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, <laughs> verses 3-5. through 5. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. Did you catch that? The source of all comfort. He comforts us in our trouble so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we'll be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with His comfort through Christ. Did you catch that? The more I suffer, the more God can comfort me. And then I can take that comfort and I can share it with someone else who's going through the same thing. So those of you that have had problems in your finances, when someone else is going through, you can say, hey, look, let me tell you what God did in my life. Those of you who are having problems with your kids, you can say, hey, look, <laughs> this is hard, but I can take it. I can show you. God brought me through. Those of you with problems in your marriage, you can say, yeah, this is tough, but look what it does on the other end. Look how much better it gets. So God can take that comfort he's given us. Now, there's a story. Um, <clears throat> there was a guy who had a daughter, and she was climbing in a tree, and she fell and busted her head open, had brain swelling. Uh, it, was, it was a terrible, terrible ordeal. The worship team at this church wrote a song about them going through that. And I want you to listen to this song. This is written for anyone who's going through a hard times. It's called You Are. Uh, the lyrics are on the screen so you can read along with it. But I want you to listen and I want you to let God speak to you because when we go through these hard times, it's really tempting to walk away. I want you to know you will come through it. It will get better. Amen. But we have to be willing to praise God through it.
So that pretty much sums it up, right? Even in the unknown, even in the waiting, you're still good. So if you'd stand with us this morning. I'll put the link on our church Facebook page if you want to listen to that this afternoon. But my hope is that that song just keeps running through your head. Even in the wondering, even in the waiting, you're still good. So Lord, I just come this morning and I just ask that you would help us today. Lord, I know there are some here that are in impossible situations. Lord, it seems like there's no way out. But Lord, we trust that you're still good. Lord, there's some here that just don't understand. Lord, you're still good. So I pray that this morning you would speak to our hearts, that you would draw us near to you. You would speak to us, move in us. If you're here this morning, you say, you know, Pastor Rex, I don't have that relationship with Christ that you're talking about. I've never asked Jesus to forgive my sins. I've never asked him to make me new. I, I know I've messed up. And I want to do that today. I want to get right with God. If that's you, would you slip your hand up right where you're at? If you're here this morning, you say, you know, I'm in one of those situations. I'm in the wondering. I'm in the waiting. I don't understand. But right now, I'm just in the midst of a very hard time. Would you just slip your hand up right where you're at? I'm just in the midst of something really tough right now. I need God's help. Okay? We're going to play one more song, and I'm just going to ask if you want prayer, you're in the midst of something really hard and you want prayer, I'm just going to ask you to move out, just come across the front. They're going to put the lyrics up on the screen. This is a song many of you know, you can sing along with it. Lord, right now, I just pray for all those that are in the midst of difficulties. Father, you would help them in the wondering, help them in the waiting to praise you anyway. God, give them the strength to walk through this thing and to know that you're going to move, that you're going to bring us out. In Jesus' name, amen. He's going to put on a song. I wanted to put a song up on the screen so the worship team could pray too. But if you're in the midst of something hard, would you just move out? Come out here to the front. We'll have some people come and pray with you. shoulder. You should walk and do that. Walking around these walls I thought by now they'd fall But you have never failed me yet Waiting for change to come Still stands, great is your faithful. 